When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hello, everybody out there and in the Marbles Nation. If you are a race fan, you have definitely come to the right place today. We have a very, very special episode with Jesse Awuji. He's going to be on the show later today to talk about his military and racing career. But Preston is here with me, as always, and a little tired. Little, barely. barely but, oh, my mic is on good. Barely here. But you're here. Yeah. Nonetheless. But we got, like I said, a very special episode you're a race fan, this is a place to be. If you're not a race fan and tuning into our episode, maybe we can make you one. Oh, I like that. Like a great rock, even the greatest rock with enough time in the river will break down. What? What did you? That was, I was Are trying to make an analogy. Things on the internet. I've been trying to what? make an What's analogy. On, trying to make an analogy to just, our awesomeness. See, okay, I just want to. Something seems really weird. You know what? I have a bone to pick with you, by the way. What? What was that? Why in the world did you kick our basketball onto the roof yesterday at work? That was an accident. I don't know if it was an accident. No, or it, not. it totally was. Everybody was passing the ball fancy with their feet, so I thought I could. Oh yeah, you thought you could, all right. But I punted, or you, you sent that thing into like the stratosphere. I did, and it's just stuck on the roof. That's okay. This, there's a soccer ball on the roof too. 
that wasn't me. Yeah, that wasn't you, but that makes two balls on the roof <laughs> now. And it's, I was very upset. It was right near the end of the game, too. I think the game was over. Well, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was still in the game. You weren't. So, well, I thought, I, I thought it'd be cool and kick said ball to you, but I kicked it away. Whoops. Yeah, I was. That was totally an accident. Highly upset after that point. It, it, it was, was. It was dark already, but you know, it was no, whatever. it was totally one hundred percent my fault. I kicked the ball away, and I have nothing to say about that. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to figure out a way to get it off the roof now. But holy cow, did you watch the snowball derby last night? No, I, I didn't. Did I was on a call. Oh, you were really? I, I, I was gone during the snowball derby, pretty much all the way till four. And then when it came on, we had a few more calls. What? So I was gone a lot, but you didn't catch it? No, I didn't even realize you were gone. Wow. What? That hurts. I'm sorry that it hurts. I was I a just, ghost yesterday, man. I I don't know. I saw you most of the day, and then, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't even know you were gone. You know, I honestly, I forgot the Snowball Derby was happening because somebody was like, yeah, we're watching a Christmas movie tonight. And I was like, all right, Christmas movie it is. And then, it was you know? Die Hard. That's right. Die Hard is the way to go. It's a Christmas movie. Going back to the Snowball Derby, the winner I, I, was disqualified last night. It's Travis Barden, Braden, sorry, Travis Braden who won the race. And I guess, yeah, the original winner was disqualified. You know why he was? Um, I don't know. The article I read some said something about titanium and the braking system. I'm not really sure what I don't know really how that means. affects the brakings. I don't know the don't technical know. side of that. Good question. I hope I'm quoting but the he, article he right. he joins... A very prestigious list. Noah Gregskin, Kyle Bush, Chase Elliott, John Hunter Nemechek, Eric Jones. Are those winners, past winners? Past winners. Okay, because Chase Elliott was also in that list, I believe, of ones that got disqualified as well. Oh, bummer. Well, what's he going for? Might as well go for it. I bet all those guys, if we go to late model tracks this next year, find a way to try to bend the rule well, books. That's, that's the beauty of racing. That's any level of racing, that's though. Absolutely. That's the beauty, the beauty of it, you know? But I missed it. I wish I would have caught it. Unfortunately, I couldn't. You were out there doing what you got to do. I was kicking basketballs on top of roofs. That's right, and disappointing people. Thank you. A lot of people. Yeah. That was pretty a bummer. Thanks a lot. Pretty embarrassing. But I don't like to go with that. I think that's going to be on my bucket list either next year or the year after. Where do they hold that at? Pensacola. See, Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Florida. Florida wouldn't be bad. I had to go I had a friend of mine go there. Charlie. He was actually Charlie actually went there. Oh, he sent me some cool videos. And couldn't, you know, I guess he got rained out yet, uh, the day before yesterday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't make it to the yesterday's race. Was that where he was, though? He was in Pensacola all weekend for okay, the races I thought, there. I saw yeah, Facebook The pictures. place was packed. The place was packed. And I wish NASCAR could be like that. Well, we but can't short- have the best of both worlds sometimes. True. Speaking of that, saw Joey Logano test a Gen 7 car. Yes. And I saw all the pictures of it. And we got that one little... Five second snippet of the car coming down the back straight here, and that was it. You know, I think was, it looked good. I I guess it did. I don't know. I wish I could have seen more. The car looks kind of interesting. The pictures to it, at least. Yeah, it does. And it's. It, he said it's not. Oh, I'm I'm sure it's still in the testing phase of everything, still going through the works, and they're going to modify the body a few times and test a few things. But I'm looking forward to it, seeing it on the track. It look. And he says it's fun to drive. Yeah, uh, my buddy Maples. He said uh, the next gen car. Looks like a V8 supercar, but with a blade spoiler instead of a wing. That's what he thinks it looks like. 
Well, it's going to be a work in progress, like anything else in NASCAR, like anything else in auto racing. Period. When they come out with something new, it's going to be different at first, but then they're going to they're going to get used to it. Yeah. Well, I guess we just have to wait and see. And then on top of that, um, Cole Pern. Yes, you. While I was trying to shoot last night, you know, oh, yeah. shooting my shot, trying to ball out on everybody, you. Oh, I don't want to tell you yet. Well, just go ahead and tell me anyways. And then you told me, and it's not really a surprise to me, I guess you could say. I mean, like, you know, he's probably got plenty of money. And like he said, he wants to spend more time with his family. And that's not a bad thing at all. I mean, you want to see your kids grow up, good for you. I believe that he probably thinks it's his time at this point, you know? Nothing wrong with he, that. He probably does, and I don't blame him at all for that. I don't even know how many years he's been in NASCAR for. He's done quite a bit of time in NASCAR. I mean, as far as being a crew chief goes, yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm not sure where what else he was doing before. Well, maybe that. we could try to get him on the show one day, and he could talk about it. I doubt he will. Well, you never know. But you never we know. We try. I mean, nobody's ever said no to us before. That is true. It's technically we've, true. We've either, <laughs> we've either, we've either, oh my goodness, we have either gotten yes. Or just no answer. Or just no answer. And that technically Which doesn't do, mean no. That doesn't mean no. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, it doesn't mean no. But we have a new segment here on In the Marbles. I've, yeah, you were telling me about this yesterday. And, and, I, and I had this idea like it. because I like reading social media comments about anything in the world of NASCAR or Formula One. And, and, and the great thing about social media is you could get your voice out there. You could express your opinion. Oh, yeah, I've seen that plenty of times. However, the flip side to that is everybody has a voice and opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and... And so this is a segment we like to call, Hey Man. Oh, I messed up. Jeez. Oh, He's pressing wrong buttons over here. No, I'm pressing. Uh, uh, this is. <laughs> it's, hey, man. There, there it is. is. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm reading, I'm reading about Cole Perns walking away from NASCAR. And this guy named Joseph said, I would leave too. NASCAR is a failing sport today. And Cole, I hope you follow your dreams to the bigger, better days. Hey, man. That guy never obviously read the article and said he wants to spend more time with his fr- family and kids growing up. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh, so this is basically just people that aren't this is paying pretty attention. Mu- this is pretty much people who just want to say NASCAR is a failing sport. And I, I love... Oh, oh, here's another one. Hey, man. Fans are also walking away from NASCAR. I think more fans are coming back to NASCAR there, Jim. <laughs> I just think it's funny just how... What I think this is really... What this seems like it means to me is this is people that say they're perusing Facebook and the article comes up. They comment before they read the article. That's what it's coming down to for me, at least what you're trying to explain to me. And I totally get it now because yeah. I see this plenty of times on any other sport. People don't read the article. They just comment right away because they think that they got to get it out there. They got to be the first ones to say the obvious. It seems like. Were there any other good ones? That, that first one was pretty funny. They were all pretty much the same. Fans walking, he's walking away because fans are walking away. Oh, they they don't know that. And that's not the case. What? That's not the case. I think more fans are coming back to the sport. I think more people are enjoying the sport because it was good racing this last year. Yeah, little dull moments. You're going to have that throughout the course of the season. Well, yeah, of course. In any of the top three series. But overall, I think it was fun to watch, and I'm looking forward to next year and the next 20 years to see where NASCAR goes. Oh, slow down there, dude. 20 years. Come on now. Let's well, go to next if, year first. If you stay stagnant for too long, you're gonna you're not going to go forward any. You know what I mean? You can't just say stagnant. you got to be looking forward to the future. I look forward to the future every day when I wake up. Exactly. 
and, and you don't just say, I'm going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. You want to keep, you, you know, doing what you love to do. Yeah. And NASCAR, I think, has it right on the button where they're this Gen 7 car coming out. They're going to looking forward to doing that and all that. But, you know, I, that's a new segment we're doing. Hey, man, if you if you guys out there see anything, send us it on in the marbles, either on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook. And, and we'll get it on the show because we can't see everything. No. But I love it. I, I just think that's going to be a good segment. I thought it was great. I think it'll be a, I wouldn't say, a, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is now. I just totally lost it. It's okay. I'm still thinking about the whole, hey man, to begin with, as soon as you started, I was watching over there pressing buttons and you pressed the wrong button. No, I didn't press the wrong button. It was turned down. Oh, it was turned down. That was an accident. So we sat in silence. But holy stupid. cow, Justin Bonnet, I think that was his name, Justin Bonnet, who yeah. got hurt at the Snowball Derby, broke his leg. Oh, that a, happened at the Snowball Derby. And it, I don't think it happened in the Snowball Derby. Oh, okay. It happened during the weekend. Oh, oh, oh okay. But broke his leg and a big fiery car crash. Holy cow, I can only imagine being there. I hope he's okay. And, and it, from all reports, it looks like he is. He's recovering well. That's terrible. But, man, that's got that had to be scary. And then my favorite thing, what, I, what I'm looking forward to, is this whole thing with North North Wilkesboro getting cleaned up for iRacing. I saw that. Probably going to buy that track once it's released. Just I think that's going to be one of their most popular tracks. Dale Jr. has definitely got a vision going on over there. Uh, he, he's big in iRacing. He... Loves i racing and I don't I don't blame him. I'd love to I would love to sit there all day and play i racing. I just know it's in it's not really flowing with the I'd rather hang out with my wife. Yeah. Hey man. Just like Colpern. <laughs> but oh but um on top of that, did you see the uh banquet? No, I did not watch the banquet either. I thought it was all right. You know, I missed the old days where it was just a top ten and they each of them came up and had a speech and they did that, that back in the day too. Yeah, See, I haven't really watched they, they, very many. They only banquets. do the top four get speeches. <sighs> where, oh where is I'm the? <laughs> no, 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 no. They, the rest get up there, and they may talk a little bit. Oh yeah, we had this, but they don't get up there and have center stage and. But you congratulate the your champion. And final four get the, the final top. four get the championship. This whole final it, four thing is going to get so played out. And then Chase Elliott won most popular driver again. Oh, no, again, I voted for Benedetto. He was multiple times second. Third. Third. Okay. I think Kyle Busch was second. Ah, people find him very popular. Hey, he's a popular guy. There are, oh. a lot, there are a lot of people out there. It's either you love him or you hate him. It's kind of like old school Jeff Gordon. I can guarantee he's going to go down. came out with the most hated category, he would no, win. No, no, I don't think he would. Kyle Busch? No, he won it. Who, who would you think would win then? I don't know. I don't think any driver out there is hated to the point of like, we don't like you. I think people like rooting for against him. I like okay, rooting against all right. him. So I guess I should say the most the most popular driver to root against, I guess you could say. The most popular driver to root against. I'm, I'm sure he has them. that 50-50 good split of, he's got tons of fans in the stands. Yes, he does. But then he's like, like I said, he's like a Jeff Gordon. Half hate him, half love him. Mm-hmm. But then Seamus was on there talking about promos, and that was pretty funny. She- wait. The wrestler. Seamus, the wrestler? Yeah. At the banquet? Yeah, at the banquet. What? I, sorry, I don't really know too much about WWE anymore. I don't really watch it. Okay, well, he was there. I thought you'd like that. I'm more of an all-elite wrestling guy now. WWE is kind of like on the uh, downhill. WWE would be like the equivalent to, well, I'm not saying the equivalent. Some people would say NASCAR is on like a downslope. WWE is on a downslope as well. But like WWE is hated a lot more than NASCAR, I guess you could say, by their fans. Like NASCAR fans will probably still watch. A lot of fans in WWE don't watch. <laughs> that's how bad it is now. But yeah, that's kind of cool. I did not know that though. That's pretty neat. Yeah, 
If you watched it, you would have known. Well, see, there, there you go again. I haven't really watched many banquets at all. I think I've only watched maybe one banquet all the way through, ever. And it was probably a couple years ago. It okay. might have been the one where Jeff Gordon was retiring and Tom Cruise came to talk. Oh, that was a good one. We got Jesse Wuji coming on here soon. Any Anything else you'd like to say? No, uh, I'm looking forward to Jesse. How do you say his last name again? Wuji. 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 In the Navy He's Reserves. in the Navy Reserve. But he gonna, was active duty. He was active duty. We're going to get more into that with him. See, I'm looking forward to My grandfather served over 20 years and retired from the Navy, so. I wish I would have been able to do 20 in the Marine Corps, but it just wasn't meant to be. The Navy, see, after high school, I did consider military at one time, and Navy was one of my top choices, but I never did go the military route. But So let's get ready for Jesse Wuji, and we'll get right back to him. Yeah. All right, we're here with uh, Jesse Ruji now. Jesse, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to show up or call in and talk about a little about your NASCAR career as well as your military service. So uh, first thing I'd like to start off with is where do you race, how long have you been racing, and what do you primarily drive? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, right now I'm racing in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series. Um, you know, I've been racing in the truck series since end of 2018. Um, I do a partial, partial schedule. I haven't ran every single race. So I've just run some tracks. Uh, I've, I've been to, uh, Michigan, Vegas, Texas, Chicagoland, Phoenix, uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Um, you know, and, and I've had a lot of fun going to those tracks and look forward to continuing to run different tracks and more and continuing to gain on my experience. Um, I've been racing for about almost eh, about four and a half years now, four and a half years I've been racing. So I'm um, still, you know, learning a lot of things, still, uh, you know, learning the ropes and things, you know, a lot of people I race against have been racing since they were five or six years old. And, you know, I've only been racing now for about four and a half years. So, you know, there's still a lot of stuff for me to learn and things I can do to get better and, um, you know, uh, become more competitive and things like that. But it's uh, been pretty fun, but, uh, you know, looking forward to continue this journey and continue up the ranks of NASCAR and eventually get to the top level series. Oh, I mean, we'd love to see that. Now, one of the reasons I um, wanted to interview you is you have quite a background. You started off, in, uh, you're, you're in the Navy, you were active duty, now you're in the reserves, and uh, you went to uh, the Naval Academy there in Annapolis. Yeah, so I went to the Naval Academy. Um, I went there 2006 to 2010. Um, I played college football there all four years. So I went to the Naval Academy. I had this big goal of mine to go off to college and play college football for a great team. And then, you know, uh, you know, Naval Academy came knocking on my door uh, toward the end of my uh, end of my junior year, going into my senior year in high school. And then from there, got recruited. And um, for me, I just looked at it as a great opportunity to be able to go to a school where um, when I graduate, I'd be become an officer in the Navy and be able to serve in the Navy. Also, uh, play great college football for a great team and get a great education. So it was just a win on all different levels going to the Naval Academy. And I'm super happy that I, I, I had the opportunity to do that. It goes help shape my life and career and help me become who I am today. And that's why I continue to serve now. And uh, even when I had the opportunity to transition out and just be out, I didn't want to. I still wanted to be part of the Navy, and I still wanted to serve and, and continue to wear the uniform because it's just been a part of me for so long. And um, it's always great 
um, you know, uh, being able to, uh, you know, know that, Hey, like I'm, I'm doing my part, I'm doing my small part, you know, every year to, to, to help this beautiful country. And that's awesome. Um, and for myself being a vet, thank you for your continued service. I know it's difficult juggling life with the military. You be, how do you, now, how do you balance that? How do you balance being a Navy reservist and going for this goal of competing in the highest levels of NASCAR? Balancing it, um, you know, for the most part, it hasn't been too bad. You know, there's been some some little um, you know, schedule conflicts here and there. Uh, you know, a lot of times the cool thing about the reserves is you're able to um, balance, you know, your civilian life with your military life. So, you know, with our with our our drills that we have to do once a month and two weeks a year, I'm able to move things around in different ways to kind of help uh, balance it with my racing schedule. And with me racing uh, part-time season, uh, you know, that probably helps along that or with that too, because I don't have to worry about, okay, every week I'm racing, I'm on the road. I mean, let's, if you look at like the Xfinity series, you know, those guys are racing 33 races a year. I mean, that's, that's the majority of the year. And, um, you know, that doesn't leave a lot of weekends for uh Navy drill. So once I get up to that level and I'm racing full-time there, uh, that will be a interesting juggle right there, but there's different ways to combat it and right. be able to still serve and do your thing and also race. Right. I saw on uh, Twitter, uh, you went to the gas chamber. How was that? <laughs> the gas chamber definitely was interesting for sure. So uh, I'm not sure how I got nine years through the Navy without ever having to go through it, but it finally got to me because uh, we're getting ready to um, go on a little trip. <laughs> okay. Understood. Overseas. And, uh, and, um, this is one of the things we had to do for our, our, I guess, quote unquote, pre-deployment stuff. So, right. um, yeah, this was, uh, it was interesting. I mean, I, I never thought I would have to do it, especially not being out of duty anymore. I was like, oh yeah, okay. I don't have to worry about gas chamber. I already did my OC spray a long time ago. That was probably the worst thing ever in my life. I, I but, feel your um, pain there. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I mean, OC spray, I, I, I do not wish it on anyone. Oh. I have no clue. How like you know the cops can can spray anyone and they can still be fighting back? I, I don't understand it. I mean, <laughs> it's uh it's rough. You no, know, I understand you completely because I've had both, and I'll take the gas chamber any day of the week <laughs> and twice on Sunday over getting OC'd once. Yeah. So I totally understand <laughs> that. So speaking of uh build up to deployments, I know you've been on a couple before. Can you tell us a little bit about your career in the Navy and then what? kind of sparked your interest in NASCAR and wanting to become a race car driver? Yeah, so um, I've been on two different deployments. Um, both of them, you know, spent a lot of time in the Arabian Gulf. Uh, my first deployment, I was on a minesweeper, so we were doing a lot of different uh, minesweeping exercise and, and things like that out in the Gulf. I spent a lot of time in Bahrain. And then uh, my second deployment, um, we were on USS Comstock. It was an LSD amphibious ship, and uh, we sailed around the Gulf a lot. And, uh, you know, did a lot of cool stuff and got to be part of some cool little operations here and there, which were fun. So, um, did that, uh, two deployments. And then after the second deployment, uh, transitioned from sea duty to shore duty. Mm-hmm. So once I got to shore duty, I was uh, stationed in Monterey, California at Naval Postgraduate School. And I worked on the staff there, um, just, uh, you know, which was a pretty nice and chill job, you know, after being deployed and, you know, you know, going out to sea all the time and things like that was a nice change of pace. And around that time was really when I started, you know, pursuing this whole racing journey and pursuing, you know, racing professionally and 
you know, be trying to be in NASCAR and all that stuff. So that's kind of where that journey started because I had more time at that point. I knew I wasn't going to be going on deployment. I wasn't going out to sea anymore for a long time, all that stuff. So I knew, okay, hey, this is my time to actually start pursuing this in my off time on the weekends. And, and that's what I did. And, um, you know, I started working my way up, starting from racing late model stock cars to moving up to the NASCAR K&N series and then from the NASCAR K&N series to the ARCA series and then eventually the truck series. So um, it's been a great journey. It's been really fun. been learning a lot and uh, really just do what I can to put things together so I continue the journey forward. What would you say is your toughest challenge starting at in your late 20s compared to these guys who've been racing at since five? What's, what's been the biggest obstacle with that? Yeah, that's, that's, I would say the biggest obstacle with it is mainly just the experience side. You know, with me not racing since I was five, six years old, you know, it wasn't just something that has just been in my blood or, you know, been a second nature type thing my whole life. So I've really had to learn a lot by getting a lot of simulator time and um, doing other little things, you know, outside of NASCAR to continue to get feet time in race cars, on tracks, against competition. So I've done a lot of stuff like going and doing dirt races during the winter and, um, you know, racing other little races and still doing track days and some karting races and things like that. And just trying to do as much of that stuff as possible so that when I get on track, you know, in any of the NASCAR series, I, I feel comfortable and I know that I can race side by side with people and, um, you know, not be an issue and be able to handle a car and have car control and all that stuff. So you always see me, especially on social media, trying out different types of motorsports. I don't just, I don't just stick to NASCAR racing. I try different things. That's good. That's good to have an all-around stuff. Do you use stuff like iRacing to prepare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spend a lot of time on iRacing. Um, I actually probably spend, I, I spend close to about two hours a day on iRacing. So I'll typically jump on there and I'll do um, some of the like the the NASCAR Truck Series, and Xfinity Series, and Cup Series practices and races on there or if i'm getting ready for an upcoming race i will um i just go do private tests myself and just work on that particular track so i can get familiar with the track it's nuances, you know the corners you know how to enter how to exit um you know how pit road is you know how to get on the pit road there I and mean, that's another big thing you know sometimes you don't really get a chance to practice actually you really don't really get a chance to practice that at all Right. So you're like at the track and you want to get it right because it's like, <laughs> if you don't do it right, especially at speed, bad things happen. So, um, high racing helps a lot. And then, uh, I also have a set of Corsa and, um, I use that actually, it's funny thing. I use that for just drift practice. So yeah. I'll go up there and spend, you know, about 15, 20 minutes a day and I'll just, I'll put it on and I'll just literally go, I'll put on a timer on my, on my watch or not on my watch, but on my phone and the timer I'll set up for 15 minutes and I'll go 15 straight minutes without stopping drifting. Just, just straight going. <laughs> oh, wow. It's tough enough driving I racing as it is, but I can't imagine doing anything 15 minutes of just straight drifting. Um, I, when I, when I was doing research about you, I saw something you used to own a Patriot motorsports group. Could you give us a little background on that? So yeah, uh, Patriot motorsports group. Um, I, I, I didn't own the team per se. I, I kind of started the, the brand of it. So the okay. whole Patriot Motorsports with the name, the brand, the logo, all that stuff. I started that, and um, but the, the actual equipment was owned by a uh, NASCAR Cannon uh, West Series owner in Idaho. So he, he owned the equipment. I just kind of started the branding of it and helped kind of promote it so we could help bring in different drivers and give them opportunity, same kind of opportunity that, you know, I had to come in and, and race. We were trying to afford that same opportunity to people who maybe didn't have a ton of money or didn't have this and that. And we just, 
you know, basically made it reasonably cost for people for the most part, mostly you could, so that people could actually, you know, fulfill a dream. So, um, you know, it was, it was great for the couple of years or so I was there and then moved on to the NASCAR truck series and, um, you know, looking forward to continuing on the journey. Right. And I saw during, like, I went on YouTube and looked you up and I saw during your first six races, I, I think it was maybe truck or ARCA or one in between there that you wrecked the first six out of seven races. And yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was six. So that was my, um, like in my late model days. Oh, okay. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my late so, model days. So, so, um, now, I mean, I've, I've had, I've had a few wrecks since then too, but right. like, I saw the one in Las Vegas when you were qualifying. Yeah, as well. that was that was a that looked like a hard hit. That was a, <laughs> that was a hard hit. It was a very hard hit. But yeah, when I first started racing, you know, because I didn't have a ton of experience, I was still learning. So I had right. good days and I had bad days, you know. And uh, that first year running late models, you know, I just had like yeah, I think I had like six wrecks or something like that. It was uh, actually like maybe three or four of them came to can- I'm not Canon. I'm sorry, uh, late models. And then I, I I tried to run some Canon races and I had like two in that. Wow. So um yeah, it was just all yeah, it was all bad that first year. And most and most people would have quit at that point. It was like oh man, this is not for me. I just can't you know can't catch a break. And you know this quit. But for me, I was like no, I can fix this. Like you know one, not all these wrecks were my fault. You know a lot of times I was getting caught up in some people's stuff, and there was sometimes where I was making a mistake and, and wrecking. So. Um, I knew I was like, Hey, let me fix what I can fix for me, you know, and all the other stuff, hopefully that will take care of itself. And I did. And then going into 2016, 2017, really all the way up until I would say from beginning of 2016, all the way to about not February, sorry, March, March of 2018. Uh, I didn't have a wreck. I ran clean. I think I ran 36, 37 races total with no, with no wreck. So, um, wrecking a race at least. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. So, um, learned a lot. So, you know, marriage kept on grinding. And then even the wrecks that came in 2018, um, you know, all of them literally were, you know, somebody either spun me, someone ran over me, someone did this, that I got collected. Like a lot of them was just things that were completely out of my control, but right. I just kept on telling myself, I will not self-wreck, like will not self-wreck. And then I had really my first self-wreck since 2015 i had it you know this year it was the only wreck i had this year and um that one kind of sucks but you know it just it happens you can't be perfect all the time absolutely now do you um it takes a lot to drive I've, we've talked to a few drivers on here we actually talked to brian barnhill a few weeks ago and it seems to me just on the outside looking in that a driver could be his own worst enemy especially going through six out of the first seven starts in a stock car reckon do you feel how do you feel you've come about that is it your navy experience or is it maybe guidance from other drivers that's helped you through that um yeah so going through that yeah it was definitely tough for sure and you can be your your own worst enemy and the internet doesn't always help too you know there's a lot of people there's a lot of keyboard racers out there right. keyboard warriors who will write this write that and most of them don't know what they're talking about because they've never raced before right and um you know sometimes you'll see that stuff online and, and it gets, sometimes it can get you down but for me i just i didn't i didn't look at that stuff i didn't let it get me down and i just need to succeed to push forward like things were going to get better like i told myself that these are the times when regular people quit so all i have to do is just not quit and i will get past it that's all i have to do just don't quit that's the only thing i gotta do just keep moving forward and don't quit and then it all work itself out and it did but a lot of people aren't strong enough mentally 
to understand that, you know, and going through the military, going through our military training, whether it's our boot camp stuff or anything we ever went through in the military. I think a lot of people in the military like understand that and recognize that. And they know right. they've been through some really bad situations and they know that they, the only reason they're still here on earth is because they kept pushing forward and didn't quit. Right. You know, and most regular people would have quit and wouldn't be here anymore. That's a good point. I, I completely understand. I see it from both, seen it from both the military and fire service side of it. it you know, people could break very easily and just say, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been a fast interview. I know you got to be going here, but what's your next, uh, what's the next year look like for you as far as racing schedule? So for me, um, you know, our goal is we're planning on uh, trying to go run the Daytona race. So I goal is to go run the Daytona truck race. And then um, from there, um, I want to definitely run more races next year than I did uh, this past year. I think this year went to six. Um, I wanted to do more, a lot more next year. So um, our goal is to continue to, you know, find the funding and um, get the sponsorship so that we can continue to race because, you know, each race is, you know, unfortunately it all costs money. I wish it was free, but it's not, you right. know, much of the standpoint think that you just walk in and get a ride. It doesn't happen. <laughs> right. They're like somebody has to pay for it. So, um, we gotta, I'm, I'm not rich and uh, my parents aren't rich, so they can't write a check, you know? So I gotta go find the money with my agent. Um, and, uh, you know, we go out and, uh, I think we do a pretty decent job of finding funding to be able to race races. So, you know, we'll continue to work on it, uh, this off season and going into next year and we'll put it all together and, um, you know, goal is to be on track a lot more than we were this year. So, um, that's what I'm working on and, you know, move up from there, you know, try to gain some more experience in the trucks and move into Xfinity eventually. So, um, that's kind of the plan right there. That's awesome. Uh, we'd love to, I'm going down to Daytona, so maybe could catch a truck race with you or any, because you're, you're competing against a lot of people for these seats at, uh, your current race team there in the truck series, like eight other people. Yeah. There's always, there's always a, like a group of us. It's like a syndicate. We're just all just like, <laughs> it's all trading spot. Now, um, uh, yeah, yeah, no, there, there are a bunch of other people. At the end of the day, you know, I, most of us are all kind of in the same similar situation where Bob just don't have a ton of funding. So we all are able to find enough funding to do whatever we're trying to do. So, right. you know, some guys are able to run a few races, some one, some two, some more. Um, you know, that's pretty much what it is. But I don't, I don't, we haven't really run into many situations ever where there was more drivers ready to go with the funding needed to run then there were trucks available. I think it's happened, like at least for me, it's happened like it happened like once. Right. But besides that, um, usually once we have the funding, we're able to get the ride. So, um, yeah, we're all just we're all fighting the same fight, just trying to, you know, be able to find enough sponsorship to to race. So, um, you know, as time goes on, I think it'll be more and more, and we got different things coming up along the line that hopefully will help that. So, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing some of the new stuff coming up in the future. Awesome. We, well, I definitely would love to see you on the track more. I love your story. I love where you came from. The fact that you're still serving and going after your dream with in quote, you said is kind of just don't give up on your dreams. It's kind of like why That's I, the biggest thing. my friend and I started this podcast. We love racing. We love talking to drivers and getting their name out there. And, you know, I'd love to see your name across the ticker there in the cup series one of these days. That's the ultimate goal. That's where I'm working on. That's where I see myself going. So uh, I'm going to continue to work on that. And, and one day we'll make that happen. Absolutely. And with that attitude, I, I think that's half the battle. Good attitude, good teamwork, just 
pretty much the basis of the military. Like I've heard you say hundreds of times on social media, just good teamwork and good team. Exactly. But I, I know you, I know you got to run. I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. And we'd love to have you back on the show, maybe a little longer. Uh, maybe when you run a few races next year, get you back on the show and talk about the race weekend. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, um, you know, you got my number. So yeah, we can always make it happen. Thank yeah, absolutely. you for having me. No, no. Thank you for, again, taking your time. I think you're in California now. What are you doing over there? Uh, that's where I live. I live in California. Okay. And then, uh, I pretty much go all around the country doing different things, whether it's speaking engagements, racing, um, you know, doing stuff for my business, all that stuff. Oh, awesome, man. Well, best of luck over there. Uh, and best of luck this coming season. We hope nothing but the best for you. I love your story again. Thank you for your service. And you would be, just be safe out there. Yeah, well, definitely. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye. So that was Jesse Uwuji, and that was great having him on. Preston didn't say a lot. No, but, but that's okay. Well, you, you listen. You know how to carry the interviews. I just sit back and listen. You do. You let the flow of the interview goes well when you're just you got all the questions lined up already. So I just I let you have it, the floor. And he wasn't really on for long. So no, no, he, he's a busy guy and out there willing and dealing. And we, we wish him the best of luck in the future. It's great talking to him. Hopefully, have him back on here. Next season. I found it interesting how he has only really been racing for just over four years. I mean, he started, I don't. I can't even, honestly, I already forgot where he started, what series, but like. In, in the late model series. Yeah, to, to come all the way up and just And just get years. discovered like that. That's yeah, impressive. That's very great on him, man, you know. Yeah, I wish, we wish him the best of, best of luck. Make sure to follow him on social media. Keep up with him. He really good guy. And, and like I said, what caught, drew me into his story was his military background and not a lot of or not a lot of vets go and start driving. It's far and few between these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what struck me. I was glad to have him on. Thanks again to Jesse for being on. So we're going to get to our final thoughts here and start wrapping it up. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. All right. Final thoughts, Preston. What do you got for us? Nothing, honestly. I mean, I pretty much talked about everything we needed to talk about. Yeah, it seems we, like. Slow off season so far. A lot of hype about the Gen 7. We've hit on that quite a bit today. Yeah, well, yeah, we quit hit on quite a bit of it because there wasn't really a lot to talk about it. They're very secretive at this at this point, you know? Not too secretive to post pictures online about well, yeah, all that but stuff. They're not, um, like, I, like I alluded on earlier, we only got that snippet of like five seconds of the car driving down the back straightaway at ISM, and that was it. You know, I'm... I'm in the game of wanting to see more video of it. Well, we just get pictures at this point. Not yet. You know, like I said, they're being secretive. They don't want to tell us anything yet. Hey, the pictures look very cool though. I'm not going to lie. I, I hope they go more to OEM bodies. Can you elaborate on that? Like make the Ford look like a Ford. Oh yeah. I'm well, and not just those stickers on there to make it look like a Ford, but make the Ford look like a I Ford. I thought they wanted to go towards something like that. And though. it's still early. We still got a whole nother year in a few months. I would definitely love if they got back to that again. Yeah, I would too. But we'll, we'll see. It's it's still a year out. We'll yeah. see what happens. Still got to get the 2020 and the new season. Yeah, 2020's got to get behind us. Which where I'm looking forward. We didn't talk about this. The new Cup Series. Oh, yes. The no primary sponsorship. They've only have like four. How would you we, we call got, it? We, it's the NASCAR Cup Series, and yes. it's sponsored by Bush, Coca-Cola, Geico, and Xfinity. Yeah, so there's no primary sponsor. They're, I don't even know how to and, explain well, it. Well, in reading about this, I like what NASCAR said about this. This gives 
more brands an opportunity to come in. So when it was spot, when NASCAR was sponsored by Nextel and Sprint, mm-hmm. AT and T used to be in NASCAR. Nextel, Nextel and Sprint came in and said, "We don't want AT and T being sponsored on the track." Oh, so they were out. Okay. When Monster Energy came in, as good a job as they did, we didn't see maybe a Red Bull coming in oh, or a Rockstar in a while. or, or a Rex, Rockstar Energy drink come in and do that. You're, you know what? You're right. Where because where Paul Menard now, used to be sponsored by Rockstar here and there, but that was right. before Monster. So now we have the now brands have the opportunity to put their names on cars. This could be a good, a big step. This is actually in reading about it, it's a good direction for NASCAR. I'm looking forward to it. I don't care if it's called just a Cup Series. No, for, for that's the first what a time, lot of people call it, anyways, half the time. Yeah, but for the, for the first time since the modern era began in the '70s, it isn't the NASCAR Winston Cup, yeah. Sprint Cup, Nextel Cup. It, it's just a NASCAR Cup, which is fine. I mean, I just refer to it as I think the that Cup Series I, all the time. I think it'll bring more money in. Over more sponsorships. Long, more, more sponsorships. This is a good direction. For the cars. Yes. So cars aren't just limited to, and I doubt, because Jeff Gordon was sponsored by Pepsi and Coke's the official soft drink of NASCAR. So I, I think this is a great step for NASCAR. That's our final thought. Cup Series it is. Should buy a hat in Daytona. Yeah. Once I get there. Go ahead and do that, man. Well, I'm glad that you reminded us about that whole sponsorship thing, because I can't believe we totally forgot about it. It's okay. <laughs> it was big news coming That's up. why we're putting it under our th- final thoughts. Yeah, you're right. That's true. And I think that'll just about wrap it up for our 13th episode of In the Marbles, unless Preston has anything else to add. Nope, nothing else to add. As always, we'd like to thank our fans for tuning in and listening every week on this show. Uh, we would like to thank Jesse Uwuji for coming on to the show today. Be sure to like us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just type it in the marbles and you will find us. Also, as a last-minute stocking stuffer, be sure to go and grab yourself an In the Marbles t-shirt. For Matt Beamer across the table, I am Preston Lude. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you all next week.